0: Hello, friends, and welcome back. Hope you are having a good Monday. That you've had a good weekend, that it has been restful or uplifting or whatever you needed, um, and that you are feeling good at the at the start of the week. I had a really quite chilled weekend. Obviously, podcasting, sitting, and chatting to you um, preparing this but I also saw a friend and we had a lovely uh, coffee sat by the lake we also uh, started an attempt at making bunting which is something that we have not done before So <laughs> quite uh, quite amusing but very nice to to spend time with a friend to see someone uh, that's very dear to me um, that unfortunately because of everything haven't been able to see so much recently and so so yes I'm I'm feeling good at the start of the week and it also there has been gorgeous weather over the weekend. So that has also helped uh, and yummy food and, and those kind of things. So yeah, before we dive into today's conversation with Sharyana, I want to say a massive, massive thank you to Alicia and Mike who joined us last week and quite a kind of parenting and youth angle, which is something that is really important to me. I work with young people uh, as well as adults in mental wellbeing. And I think it's really great to start having those conversations at younger age, so that, that we can really just know how to how to manage the the kind of life, basically. Um, I guess is the is my point. Yeah, to to be a bit more prepared, a bit more aware, um, and to to kind of deal with life a little bit. Um, and I think today's conversation is a really great one for building on that. Uh, Sharyana joins us to talk about um, emotions and um, the difference between emotions and reacting, emotional detoxing, uh, and all of that kind of stuff. And so a really valuable conversation, I think, for anyone like me who can want to not feel stuff and just kind of move through, who maybe is stuck kind of in reacting or suppressing stuff um, and so some really great advice and a, a method that she shares. So I really hope that you enjoy this conversation and I'll be back super quickly at the end. Hi, everyone, and I'm really happy to welcome today's guest, Sharianna, to the podcast. So Sharianna,
1: welcome. And if you could introduce yourself to us and tell us a little bit about you. Sure. Well, thanks for having me, Hannah. Hi, everybody. I'm Sherry Anna Boyle, and I call myself an emotional detox coach. And I'm the author of a book called Emotional Detox and another book called Emotional Detox for Anxiety. And those are actually my seventh and eighth books. I've written several other books before that. And then I have another Emotional Detox now coming out in the fall. So, you might say that that's that's my topic. That's what I that's what I do every day, and and I work with clients all over the world, and teach classes and writings about what exactly an emotional detox is and how it can serve ourselves, our families, and our community. Awesome, and I suppose that's a brilliant place to start with. What
0: is an emotional detox?
1: <laughs> yeah, most people want to know that right off the bat. And the best way I can describe it, Hannah, is similar to a physical detox. So people understand that physical detoxes are meant to remove all the impurities or antibiotics or pesticides or whatever are drugs, alcohol, whatever, from your body so that you can feel better and function more optimally. And an emotional detox is similar, only instead of removing toxins per se that are in the form of impurities, what we're releasing and removing are reactions. And reactions are ways that we have learned and developed to um, how we handle our emotions. So it's the way we prevent them. And when we prevent them, we are actually suppressing them or repressing them from being processed in our bodies. And I find that once we learn how to process an emotion, people start to realize that they, they feel better and they gain insight and strength and confidence that they might not have been feeling before. So the emotions essentially are not, we're not trying to get rid of them. We're trying to get to them. And what gets in the way is our reactions.
0: Yeah, awesome. Thank you for that. I think that's something that quite often we we want to skip through emotions, don't we? Particularly the kind of air quote negative ones. We want to be happy all the time. So if that sadness or anger comes up like, no, 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 I don't want you. I'm not going to feel you or explore you or anything. I just want to get past you. Um, and by by repressing sure. and suppressing those, what kind of impact does it have on us?
1: Yeah, well, I think the the biggest impact is inflammation, and it's twofold. We can get inflammation in the body, which essentially shows up as discomfort or, or tension, and and that can, as you know, manifest into physical kinds of problems, pain in the, in the body, or sometimes affects our immune system and, and our digestive system, which of course is such an important part of excreting, you know, actual toxins and waste from, from the body. And then there's inflammation in the mind, right? And how that shows up is through chronic thinking, worrying, ruminating, all of that. And, and that of course, feeds emotions such as overwhelm or out of control or fear and uncertainty. And so it becomes a little bit of a a vicious cycle. So yeah, there's huge consequences to suppressing emotions and withholding them from yourself. And I know it might seem like that it would get in the way, but what I find it's our resistance to feeling that is far more harmful then allowing yourself the time and space to process an emotion
0: yeah thanks for that so let's say we're we're kind of like okay yeah i get an emotional detox and why it's good and i get why i should be not suppressing my emotions how do i then take the step of you know facing them feeling them and mm-hmm. um, actually doing that detox
1: Yeah. So uh, emotional detox, that core book, I call it the core book, the foundation of this whole process. And I do think it's important to, to get a foundation because a lot of us, we do, we want those quick tips and tools, right? And, and that's all well and good, but more than anything, it's like a family. You can you can have everything, but if there's no f- solid foundation, what is that family built on? What is the, what are the values that that family are built on? What do they believe? What are their what is their mission? It's the same thing with an emotional detox. What is it built on? And so I really had to create that, Hannah, because I find that in our in our society, no matter where you are around the world, this is, most of us have been taught to manage, regulate our emotions. And so I had to kind of strip that way of thinking and then put something new in its place that people could hang their hat on. And and they're built on a couple principles. One is all emotions are good. That's the first thing, so long as they're processed all emotions are good so long as they're processed, right? The other the other thing is I really believe after going through all of this and writing all these emotional detox and developing what I call the cleanse, which is my system, which is a seven-step system for processing your emotions. So it starts with the C and ends with the E. And And I find after going through all of that, that there really is only one emotion and that's love. Everything else is a reaction. And so that too is part of the foundation. So if you choose to go on the emotional detox journey that I'm putting out there into the world, it's based on those two core beliefs. All emotions are good so long as they're processed, And there's only one emotion and that's love. And if it's not love, you're probably in a state of reactivity.
0: I wonder if you'd be happy to kind of walk us through um, a bit of an example, because the emotion that comes to mind of one that people might be most resistant to seeing that it's good and it's about love is probably anger that comes to mind. So with Mm -hmm. anger, could you talk to us about how it could be good and how it could be fundamentally love?
1: Well, if anger is generally a reaction, it's not an emotion. And I know this is going to kind of make people look cross-eyed for a moment because we're so used to labeling and categorizing everything. We were taught that way. And I think that brought in a lot of confusion because then what happens when you say anger is what is the first thing we want to do, Hannah, when we say, well, let's just say someone says to you, I'm angry with you, right? What what would be your first response if they said that to you?
0: Um, I probably want to know why. Um, but I probably would get, you know, they get that kind of um, bit of a sick feeling, like anxious, like
1: oh, ah, what have I done? <laughs> kind of feeling. <laughs> yeah, that that's exactly it. So no, you first you'd want to know why, right? Someone said I'm angry with you, and she, you automatically, I could see it in your face. People can't see, but I could see right away you had a physical response to that. She actually, and I'm imagining you even felt a little twingy feeling in your body, like a sick. Nauseated feeling at the thought of someone being angry with you, and so um, those are reactions. That's what I'm talking about. And when you're in a state of reactivity, the last thing you're going to do is feel an emotion, right? You just want to get rid of it. You don't want to feel that. And so the the what we do is we we try to analyze, we try to figure out, we try to say, what's why are they mad at me? And you know how many hours minutes we lose to this Hannah really I mean how much energy all of that takes and a lot of times you're talk you're trying to get information from someone if they're angry with you they're in a state of reactivity <laughs> really you really think you're gonna get their most highest, authentic truth from that person in that moment no you're not going to get their truth you're getting a reaction and so my my message is let's really let's let's quit reacting and that requires us to let go of some of these labels and and just call it what it is it's either love or you're in a state of reactivity and if you're in a state of reactivity then You're the one who has an emotion because that's really what states of reactivity are the triggers that is looking up to to, looking to come up to be processed, right? And also, that's not it states of reactivity are also indications that we have beliefs or fears or anxieties or narratives that are running in our, in our somewhere in our, as your podcast, in our psyche, right? In our conscious or subconscious mind that are looking to be cleared, that are looking to be released. They're not to be danced with or played out or rerun. That's very, very, tough on your system when that happens. So I would say like for you, just based on your initial reaction, the way you got a little sick in the stomach, I mean, for you, it sound, it would seem to me that someone being upset with you would be really rattling. That would be difficult for you. I don't know. You can correct me if I'm wrong, Hannah, but that would be a difficult thing for you to release and so there's emotions underneath there Hannah the thought of someone being upset with you you know makes you feel and what how would you respond
0: yeah I mean it definitely is me it's something I talk about my therapist a lot (laughs) 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 there you go oh Um, boy here we go yeah yeah (laughs) um but yeah, and I guess it's it's um you know you're saying about labels, and it's that difficulty of as you're saying, lots of things that we say are feelings and we say are emotions actually, if they're reacting, and yeah. then it's, I don't know, you get into that kind of like infinite regression of oh no, what's a reaction? What's an emotion? I don't know uh-huh. what a feeling is anymore. Yeah, um, but I, I guess um, if someone was upset with me, I would feel, and these might be reactions as well, but I would I would feel upset. I would yeah. maybe feel shame. I'd maybe if, if I felt like I'd done something. Yeah. Guilt.
1: Um. Yeah. And hmm,
0: they're probably the big ones. <laughs> probably yeah. a lot of
1: other stuff. That's but, great. Yeah. yeah, that's great. And I think so many people can relate to that. We are going to slide those into the, the reaction category. Um, and and just know that's what you're releasing. You're releasing the gill as a reaction, meaning as a way to manage what you feel so I know this is tricky and again people go a little cross-eyed on me and that's why I think it's important you get that foundation in that book you'll understand it crystal clear I promise um and that is you're not getting rid of emotions you're getting it rid of reactions and so you just first you have to acknowledge this is what I initially feel I feel shame you know um, guilt. And that's what the cleanse steps would now release. And so I have those mindful seven steps. You would just sort of go through them and you were to release all that guilt and shame because that is actually suppressing those reactions, what you feel. And that's why we revisit them because they're in us looking to be seen, heard, or validated. Once you clear that from your body, then less and less you're gonna be afraid of other people's reactions. You're not gonna take them personally, you're not gonna feel like you just swallowed them, you know, like you like you drank someone's drink. And um, and as a result, you're gonna be um, you're gonna be more centered and calm. I'll give you an example. My daughter, one of my daughters, I have three daughters, you know, her and her dad were having a conversation just the other day about the, the coronavirus, mm-hmm. and they were they had a difference of opinion on some things, right? And she got upset because of his opinion, and she was like irritated. And I said, Well, you know, here's the thing is you're reacting to what he said, I can hear him. Now, this wasn't always the case. I can hear someone else's opinion, right? And I can just let them have their own damn opinion. I don't need to, I don't feel it in my body. I don't run it through my body. It doesn't, I mean, the fact that she's talking to me about it a day later tells me she absorbed it a little bit, that this is sticking with her and she can't release it. And again, this is what makes life seem so difficult when we carry these things, like it's a backpack and it fractures our relationships and it keeps us from talking and connecting and communicating and really listening. And really a lot of this is happening in the world where people can't even hear a difference of opinion anymore. It's like, what the heck? Really? We're all supposed to think the same way, feel the same way? Come on. Really? I mean, we're all unique, aren't we? We're all valuable and, and so what I have found from moving through this cleanse uh, countless times is that is one of the greatest improvements I'm able to really, I, I, people can say things, do things, and it's not going to affect me. I'm just going to stick to my path. And if anything, I find that I have an impact on people greater than ever because, we want people to change, but we really don't, it doesn't start with them. It starts with us. So actually the more that I process what I feel, the more connected I become with others. And, and, and what happens is, is their, their capabilities rise up without me having to say something, remind them of something. You get to see the highest parts of each other. You get to see the best parts of each other when you commit to this kind of a practice. And it is a practice and emotional detox and the cleanse is a daily practice for sure.
0: Yeah. Great. Thank you for that. And um, mm. yeah, for that exploration. And I think that idea of, you know, starting from yourself, because I'm sure we can all think this might be a sweeping generalization, but we can all think mm. of where we had a disagreement and we like want to convince that person to do something the way that we think they should do it. And I know personally, if people try and tell me what to do. I can be a bit like, well, I'm definitely not going to do that. Um, it, it doesn't, and that's yeah. maybe not everyone, but I think a lot of us have that, you know, if we've got a different opinion, sure. someone's trying to change me. No, right. <laughs> Whereas if it's that they've yeah. changed and I notice it, then it's kind of me going, oh,
1: what's different, what's happening and picking up on that. Yeah. You're different, you know, it's not that even you're different and you're different in that you're able to see, you're able to vibrate differently because emotions are vibration. And again, the more you process that, the more vibration, the more consciousness awareness, you have, you will see the good in others, you will see their best. They might be saying a whole lot of crap, but you're going to be able to see through the crap and you're going to be able to see, wow, look at that little thing that they did or that feeling, or you're going to notice the good there. There's always something good, right? In every situation. Um, And it will become a little bit more apparent as you process what you feel. Think of emotion when they're not processes, they, they kind of block our view. And the more you process and the more your view opens up. And again, you can see the goodness in in the world. And who couldn't use a little dose of that right now when we're so inundated with negativity and fear messages, um, and then we shut down and because we can't handle it. Right. And, and when we shut down, we create an internal block and then we become, that's all we see. And boy, would the media love that because then they just keep you coming. Right. But the moment you start processing, you're like, you know, I'm listening to the news and I just don't see it. I don't feel it. Like they, I, I just I don't know. Or maybe you just don't listen to it as long or you don't get so rattled by it because you almost feel like you're watching a movie where people are playing a part, but you're able to d- make that distinction. Is this real or is this something that somebody is kind of creating and make, forming in a way where they want me to believe this? And I can, I can see it. I'm not tangled up inside of it because I'm processing my emotions on a regular basis.
0: Yeah. Amazing. Thank you for that. And so you've mentioned the the mm-hmm. cleanse method to the seven step system to, to kind of clear this out. And I wonder if you could briefly
1: tell us what, what it stands for. Sure. Um, so the C is called clear reactivity. That's the very first step of the process. And I give very mindful bodily tools for doing that. The second step is look inward, which is, um, I give some ways that you can acknowledge your feelings without getting into the stories and narratives that they can often come with. And then the third step is emit. And that's where sound vibration is integrated. We actually do it through mantra. Um, I wrote a book on mantras, Mantras Made Easy. So I knew, I knew mantras would be a part of the cleanse method because I know how incredible they are the the third step is activate which means activate joy it's about um okay if I'm not reacting them what am I doing what am I focusing on what what am I imagining and it starts to shift you in a new direction because we're we're trying to change your brain we're also trying to release old ways of Of being. Um, And then the third step is nourish, which deepens that activate step, right? So now we just have to really learn how to integrate it. S is surrender, which is um, explained. I give some statements for that. And E is for ease, which is another statement that you say. By the end, it takes about 10 minutes to go through the cleanse process. It's not out now, and that's okay because I think it's important people read the core book first and get the foundation. But in the fall, I wrote a book called Emotional Detox Now, Fall 221, and that has 135 cleanses in it. So you'll be able to get up every day and move yourself through a cleanse basically I collected all the situations and scenarios that my clients would bring up. The ones that seem to come up most often in people um, are what were decided as far as the 135 cleanses in there.
0: And 135 is that amazing. It's a lot. Are there yeah. some that are, yeah. you know, the most common kind of things that come up?
1: Well, they're divided into categories. So I have uh, 25 each category, but um i you know ones such as the self family love finances things like that health i think um when you ask what what comes up the most often i think is fear you know i think fear comes up a lot overwhelm comes up a lot um I think people get afraid of their feelings and their thoughts, you know, they can scare us, they can trigger us, they can bring up a lot and people don't know how to get themselves through that. Um, And that's because we were taught what feelings were, but we never were taught how to process them. And that's, that's my focus is, I always say my focus is to get the world feeling again. And it's like you, it's like you got a couple chapters of the book, but you didn't get the whole book. <laughs> the processing part, I always say your emotions matter. Processing them matters more. So absolutely it's okay to acknowledge your emotions, but I think the processing part is 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 the key, is the key to freeing yourself from those reactive patterns.
0: And and you just said it's that kind of thing we're not taught how to do this. We're not taught how to to process it. So with the no. The, the book mm-hmm. and, and the cleanses, are they things that, for example, any parents listening, they could take it and they could teach it to their children in some mm-hmm. way?
1: Oh, yeah. So again, it's the core book and emotional detox for anxiety is out there now. And that's a great book, too. So if you're suffering from anxiety, I had to reframe anxiety writing that. It was the same thing. People wanted to know, how could I apply the cleanse to help me at my remo- anxiety? And I, same thing kind of happened, Hannah, where I thought, I really can't share this until I rebuild it because anxiety was built on this whole foundation that we had to manage our symptoms and cope. And how I define anxiety is an emotion attempting to be processed, but can't because we won't let it. So the emotional detox for anxiety has cleanses in there, has a, a few cleanses, but more than that, it really re-explains anxiety, provides a new foundation for how we can see it and how we can move through these symptoms in our lives using the cleanse. Awesome. Thank you for that. Um,
0: yeah. And so before I ask you my set questions,
1: I ask everyone, I wonder if you have a final thought that you'd like to share with us. Um, I think that, you know, I think that emotions are something that they're nothing to be afraid of. You know, they're one of the best parts of who you are. They really do make us special um, and unique. They not only does processing help you, it helps your family and your community. So if you're concerned about the world, if you're concerned about where things are heading, how things are going, I think that you have to know that this is is really going to, help everybody on the planet. So when you choose to process, you change vibration, you change the frequency, you change how people feel. And this is this is our greatest power. And pay attention to anything that's interfering with that. Don't let anybody or anything outside of you influence your ability to connect with your emotions. Make it a priority in your life. And if if something's you know a little bit too much like being on your phone right social media if it's if it's if it's taking up time for you to process put a boundary on there because that's your power that's your this is what what can make you overcome anything and what can help you do anything on this planet so not to let anybody get in the way of one of your greatest strengths and that is your ability to feel. And if you are on your phone for hours on end and you find yourself numbing and not feeling, you gotta take a moment and say, you know what? I'm not gonna do that to myself anymore. I have, I have an amazing power inside of me. I have the ability to feel. And anything that is numbing that isn't worth consuming you, give it a rest take some time to feel, and you can do anything. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much, Ariana, for, for everything
0: you shared with us. And so I've got some questions I ask everyone that comes on, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on these. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first one, I, so I loved all of the steps, the cleanse method, but especially A, uh, and it links to my first question, which is one of my buzzwords, and that is, uh, what brings you joy in your life?
1: Oh, boy. Um, you know, my children, of course, they, they really do bring me joy watching them um, they're getting older and I'm watching them and how they're developing and and i I do believe all this cleanse stuff is influencing them I'm watching them walk outside the lines and I'm really happy about that they're not following just because and they're not going into fear you know they're taking very different paths than other kids their age not getting caught up that oh if I don't do this. I'm not going to be successful. Um, and they're workers, you know, they're they're also willing to roll up their sleeves and uh, and get and realize that that gives you a lot. So um, they're not looking for a handout. So I'm very proud of them. I guess that brings me great joy to see them develop. And also clients, you know, seeing people, I get really excited and happy for people um, when they start processing how they start the light, it's like a little light turns on. And um, and that brings me great joy. That's why I do this really. That's why I keep writing about it. Um, I wouldn't write about it if it wasn't working for sure, especially not, you know, um, this one is going to be my third emotional detox book. And I have a fourth one already in the works behind it because it's so deep. There's so much to tell about emotions. I can't possibly get it in one book and you have to sort of take these skills and stages. So that brings me joy for sure.
0: Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And then my next
1: question mm. is what makes life meaningful for you? What makes life meaningful? <laughs> oh, I think again, it's just knowing that I'm helping the planet and, um, and through the feeling and being guided And knowing that it's not just the one person I'm helping, you know, even connecting with someone like you, Hannah, makes life meaningful. I mean, this is really what it's all about, right? Um, Being having an open heart, talking to people, getting to know people, listening, valuing them as human beings. And um, that's what makes life meaningful.
0: Thank you. And then my next two questions are about uh, a kind of overarching topic on the podcast, which is mental well-being. Okay. So the first question is what does mental
1: well-being mean to you? It means awareness, it means um it means non-judgment. It means letting go of what society has maybe taught you. <laughs> um and self-compassion.
0: Amazing. It's kind of exactly how I describe it: self-awareness, <laughs> self-compassion, are my like, two yeah. of my big ones for that. So, oh, nice, love it. Yeah. Um, and then my follow up is always for yourself: what you do to maintain your mental well-being.
1: Okay, yeah. Well, I do my cleanse, of course, every day, and then I'm working with it all the time. You know, studying it. Um, and so, yeah, that's my cleanse. Is my morning practice. Um, it's my go-to when things get a little rocky, um, as they do in life, you know, one's perfect and no one's going to be, people want to know, do I, do you get to a point where you don't have to clear anymore? The answer is no. (laughs) And that's because you're a soul on this planet and you have purpose and meaning. And that would mean that we were meaningless and purposeless if there was nothing left for us to know, aspire to. So um, there's always something to be cleansed, but it, but the cleanses shift because sometimes that with people need to know the second half of emotional detox is it's the same formula for manifesting. So that was ha- that uh, happened accidentally, but um, the cleanse is twofold. It's a teaches you how to process and it also teaches you how to manifest because you cannot manifest what you don't feel. Awesome. thank you. Yeah. And
0: so my, my next question is uh, sometimes a little bit of a challenge for people, mm-hmm. so we'll mm-hmm. see. Um, and that is, how would you describe your own mindset?
1: Um, my own mindset, how would I describe it? Hmm, I think, I think I'm open, you know, I'm very open and um, my mindset, huh? I just I I think I'm pretty non-judgmental, you know? I mean, especially when it comes to other people. And I think um my mindset is, you know, that there's there's I don't really see the dark side, you know, that people talk about. Um I it's not that not that I don't discount it that there isn't bad things in the world because I do believe that, but I believe the good really, really overcomes and outweighs it. And so I guess my mindset is I'm not afraid. Um if something comes my way that I'm pretty strong. Um and I know that it wouldn't come my way if I couldn't handle it or if it wasn't meant for the cleanse. I trust that, you know, my guides, my support, whatever, um only sends me what what I can handle. And some things you know, are, would seem to other people like really big, um, but my mindset is okay. Well, let's let's see. You know, why
0: not? Right? Yeah, I think that's such a powerful mindset to have that yeah, you're not going to get anything that you can't handle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess puts you in, in such a better place to be able to to do mm-hmm. the reacting and then the dealing with it than having that ah I can't deal with this kind of <laughs> response to stuff so yes yeah. that's right so my next question is one of my favorites to ask um because I just you know love love to hear people's ideas and um I know you've already given us um some great info about emotional detoxes and a kind of brief overview of the uh, cleanse method that you have but I ask everyone that comes on to leave us with between one and three top tips of, of little things that we can try in our life that might have a a big impact. So do you have a top one
1: to three things that you'd recommend we give a go? Uh, Well, I recommend finding a space in your house where you can experience a little bit of stillness, a little bit of quiet um, and something consistent. We tend to have this memory, you know, and associations. And for example, I have a, a chair in my house that I Go to to do my cleanse practice, and whether you do the cleanse or you do another type of practice like meditation or, or breathing or listen to music or whatever that you do, I recommend you do it in the same place, because when you look at that chair or you go to that chair, your body will remember. Remember, your body has memory, and so find that little spot, that little place where you're going to anchor. Maybe by window, so you can look outside and, and keep it consistent in your life. And even if you just sit there and do nothing, (laughs) just don't look at your phone. Right. But just give yourself, that's a great place to start is just, okay, well, where's it going to be? Um, and I recommend it sitting up, not lying down, um, and a little bit of a private space, even if you have to get a little creative and uh, create it. So that that's one that's one tip. Um, the other is to just just become aware um, of your eyes. You know, your eyes are can be very reactive. Where you look, how you look at something. If you're in a little bit of a blank stare kind of thing. Um, sometimes that's the way we get when we're on our phones, we get a little, you know, and give the eyes time to, you know, sometimes that's, it's important to close your eyes now and then, you know, take a moment in your day and just close your eyes, soften your eyes, Um, give them a little rest because they take in so much uh, and that really feeds reactivity. So just kind of playing with the eyes, putting your gaze down can help you process your emotions. For sure, yeah,
0: thank you for those. And I, I imagine at the moment it's not just the phones, it's the the getting zoomed out as well as <laughs> yes. yeah, we're meeting yes. on Zoom. But, um, um yeah, yeah, I think that's more of a thing at the moment, isn't it? Um,
1: yeah,
0: um, and so I've started throwing in a new question.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I love to read, you can't see all my books. Actually, oh. half, half my books behind me here, the other half downstairs, okay. uh, and so I'm asking everyone that comes on uh, if they've got a, a top tip of a book or a TED talk or something that's had a massive impact. Uh, on you. And obviously you can mention your own book as well. Um, if you have another another one as well.
1: (laughs) Oh boy. You know, right now I'm really interested in, um, I'm, I'm listening to, um, oh, his last name's green G R E E N E. Um, and he's talking about the universe and I'm looking into, I'm looking more into like quantum science physics. um, people who have studied Albert Einstein. So I'm really listening to people who have are now looking into um, his work and also Albert Einstein's work and on the edge of testing some pretty new theories. So right now that's kind of what I'm into is information about that. Um, I have a, a show I do called emotional detox on it's on healthy It's a radio internet radio program. Um, and so I do get to meet like you, a lot of cool people and generally they're people I'm, I'm interested in, right? Because I, that's kind of, you do kind of lean towards people that are talking about emotions and things like that. Um, and so a lot of authors on there inspire me for sure. Yeah, yeah. but that's okay. what I'm listening to now is more more scientific stuff. I'm also yeah. a psychology professor. Okay. So yeah, so I yeah. kind of gather some science for my students. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I mean, I,
0: I love to read and actually sometimes people come on and, and they've got a book that I also love. And sometimes it's ones I haven't heard of uh, or listen to. And so that's always exciting as well. And then I can just uh-huh. add to my already yeah. <laughs> very yeah. big, well, he, reading wrote, list.
1: he wrote the hidden universe. That's mm-hmm. the name of his book. And that's what I've been watching mm-hmm. him lately yeah. for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Thanks yeah. for sharing that. And then my final question is where people can connect with you online. Um, I know you've mentioned your book, but if you can remind us of yeah, the name sure. again,
1: mm-hmm. where we can find you. Sure. So I'm at sherryannaboyle.com, which is S-H-E-R-I-A-N-N-A, boyle.com. And that's where my emotional detox is there, emotional detox for anxiety books. I wrote the four gifts of anxiety that that was actually endorsed by the National Association of Mental Health. So that's a very good book. Um, Those are all there. They're online, any bookstore that you shop at, you can get those books And, um, yeah, so I'm at sherryannaboyle.com. That's where everything is my coaching, my radio show, all of that. Awesome. And
0: there's uh, links to your social media on there as well. I know because I was on there before we came. Oh yes.
1: There are links to social media. Yes. Yes. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And also when we, when we share the episode in the show notes, we'll put a link to your website and tag you in our social media posts so people can find you from there as well.
1: Thank you very Uh, much.
0: Thank you so much, Sharianna. I've really, really enjoyed speaking with you and (laughs) also kind of recognizing where I'm reacting and numbing and all of that kind of great stuff that I'm working on, which is always great. But I've really enjoyed it. So thank you so much for taking the time to
1: join us today. Oh, you're so welcome. Thanks for having me. Welcome.
0: So a massive thank you to Sherrianna again for joining us and for everything that she's shared. Um, We're back with another fab episode on Wednesday, so I really hope that you'll join us again for that. I also, in between, if you follow me on Instagram at PsycheCoaching, P-S-Y-K-H-E Coaching, you may see a couple of updates sneak in that aren't about the show as I think I've mentioned before, I am a massive supporter of the Samaritans and the awesome work that they do and the uh, the, the helpline that they have and their support. And I'm a, a proud listening volunteer with them as well. Uh, and I'm currently doing a challenge of doing 2000 burpees in June uh, as a fundraiser. Now, <laughs> you do, you, what, you, what you won't know is, I am not a fan of burpees at all. I don't know that anyone is, but they are like my nemesis at the gym uh, when I used to do CrossFit because I haven't haven't been doing that recently, after lockdown and, and all of that. I like to lift heavy things. I don't really like the cardio side and I don't really like burpees. Um, so actually, you know, a challenge is a challenge because it's something that's out of your comfort zone or something that maybe it's pushing you. And yes, it's a a physical challenge, but also quite a lot of psychological challenge. And actually, today is a bit of a rest day. I'm kind of ahead of my my daily target of 70 burpees a day to to complete it. And so today, uh, I'm having a bit of a rest day and then back on it tomorrow. But I'm nearly halfway through, I've done um, about 900 well, i say about 906 burpees uh, as i'm recording this as you're listening to this there'll be another 70 or 80 on top of that um so yeah <laughs> if you follow me on on instagram and you you feel inclined to send a few pennies of donation across to the samaritans that would be awesome Uh, or just give me some support uh, and encouragement, because as I said, burpees are not my favourite. But actually, I'm enjoying it. And actually, that's my kind of current exercise at the moment, I've been creating little workouts around them. And it's been good to to kind of get back into that swing of, of things and exercise is something that is really beneficial for my mental health. And I can tell you, seventy burpees definitely gets your heart pumping, gets your breath going, <laughs> sweating. It's not very glamorous. Although someone very kindly said my skin looked great and I was glowing in one of the pictures, and I, you know, said that's I think that's sweat really for <laughs> burpees. But um, so yes, if you follow me, please share some encouragement, and if you feel so uh, called to do so, please uh, donate to my fundraiser to support the awesome work of the Samaritans. Um, I think that's it of everything that I want to share. Obviously, thank you so, so, I say obviously, um, it's probably not obvious, but I really appreciate you tuning in and listening to the show and supporting us. It really, really does mean a lot. And please do continue to rate, review and share the show so that we can reach more people and they can hear the awesome messages that we have on the show, like the ones that sherry has shared with us today. I hope you have a good couple of days and I will be back on Wednesday with another episode. Until then, as always, take care of yourself, be kind to yourself, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye for now.